Welcome to the Homesick to Happy Movers podcast. I am Keisha Ellingson, and I help people who move to a new area develop, heal homesickness by creating connections and friends in their new area, even if you are super shy. So today we're talking with Erica, and Erica is an author in the Homesick Book Collaboration. Welcome, Erica. Thank you for having me, Keisha. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's going to be good. So could you share a little bit about who you are and what you do with the listeners? So I am a certified nutritarian coach, which is plant-based whole food nutrition. And I help moms holistically elevate their life, not just with nutrition, but with natural remedies and other modalities so that they can have the energy and vitality that they need to achieve their goals, take care of their families. And I do this even if they are overwhelmed or exhausted. Mm, yeah. And I think you hit on a very key point, overwhelmed and exhausted, <laughs> yes. making it easy. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> so could you share about what you wrote in your chapter? Yes. So I grew up in the Midwest. I am a farm girl. I grew up on a farm and um, I came from a rural area and then I moved. I went to college. I met my husband at college. We got married. We had a baby while we were at college and then we moved to his home state, completely different state. I, we came to California and moving into a city, moving into a, it really is a completely different culture. It's a bit of a culture shock coming from rural Midwest to a California city. And, um, and even in, as cities go in California, the city that we're in is not considered like a big city, but to me, it was huge. Um, and it has grown quite a bit since I, since I came here in the, at the beginning, but that's, that's the move that I talk about. It was a big deal for me and um, not just the culture shock, but we also moved in with my husband's parents. And if, if any of you listeners out there have, have lived with in-laws before, it can be an experience. And um, I, I have a really good relationship with my in-laws to this day, and I love them to death, but it was hard. It was just hard. Um, I, I didn't know them very well to begin with because I was at college when I met their son and we got married and yes, I met them for the wedding and you know, we, we, but we really didn't know each other well. And then I just moved in with them. So they weren't complete strangers, but it was, it was different. And they ran their house differently than my parents had run their house. And we didn't have very much privacy either. Um, that was the biggest thing that I struggled with. And I came from a family with a lot of kids. So I was like, no big deal, right? His brother and his sister are living there. No big deal. Um, but we had one tiny bedroom to ourselves, to ourselves with our baby as well. And then his brother was on one side and his sister was on the other side. And if we talked even in a normal voice, they could hear us. So um, the privacy I really struggled with. 
Um, and, you know, when we would have, we would have arguments sometimes and they would hear everything. And it was embarrassing to me, you know, and it, they never did anything or said anything that was mean or anything in any way. They were always really kind, but it was just, just the privacy was, it was hard. <laughs> it was just hard for me. Um, so yeah. I would say that that's the biggest thing that I struggled with right there. Yeah. And it's also hard going from having privacy back mm -hmm. to not having a lot of privacy. Yes. We had been married for two and a half years all by ourselves in our little apartment and it was good, you know, and we had come, you know, marriage just starting out in marriage, you have a lot of ups and downs as you learn to live with this other person that you didn't grow up with, you know, and, and so there are ups and downs with that. But when you have the privacy that you can work things out and, and not be overheard by others, it, it makes a difference. It really does. Right. Yeah. Where you're comfortable enough to communicate. Yes. Yes. Um, and at times when we were living with his parents, I wasn't comfortable to communicate or I wanted to go somewhere else to communicate because I needed to be able to be free with what I was saying. Um, mm -hmm. So, and they, his brother and sister were only there for four months and then they went back to college. Um, and then we lived there the rest of the time that we were there. We were there for 18 months. Um, and the rest of the time, it was just us. and we moved, we had two bedrooms instead of one, and it was much better um, after that. Um, but those first few months were, were hard and I cried. <laughs> there were times when I just cried. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think you hit on a, a good point that like, it's so hard at the beginning with, it's not just the move, but it's all the different things that come with a move and the yeah. different situations and the different town culture and all those things that we have to navigate at the same time. Right. And getting lost, right? I, my husband knew where to go. So when he was driving, great. But if he wasn't with me and I was going somewhere, I had no idea where I was going. And there was no navigation back then. I lived in the dark ages. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I would get these little, little handwritten notes, like people would tell me where to go, but then sometimes it would be like, go to this landmark and then turn right. And I would be like, what's that? You know, everybody knew what it was, but I didn't. <laughs> you know? right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to navigate now, even with GPS, when people are talking about landmarks or like, they're like, oh yeah, it's just like. So many miles past this big bluff is what we yeah. use landmarks here. Um, but like as a newcomer, and this might sound strange to somebody who's been in their one area their whole life, but as a newcomer, you don't understand some of the language that they use when they're referring to local places. Yeah. Sometimes they use letters, you know, they abbreviate into letters but the sign on the building has the whole name. And so if you don't catch that, you totally miss it because they called it these letters and it's this big name on the sign. And you're like, I didn't see what you're telling me was here. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because usually what, what people are referring to is like how they see it. Right. 
Mm-hmm. And they were trying to, to navigate everything and see the world, how somebody else would see it. It just doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I got lost a few times, got lost going into other cities. And I do talk about one of those experiences because I live, I don't know if you know the name Stockton, California. Mm-hmm. I live, I live about half an hour away from Stockton and it is, it is known to be like this thug city. Okay? <laughs> it's known for not being the safest place. And I came from rural Midwest. Everything was safe where I was. Like it was just a safe place it, right. where I was. And I got lost once and ended up in Stockton. And I, I talk about that in the chapter, but um, I was scared <laughs> because my husband had told me never go there by myself. <laughs> and there I was by myself in right. Stockton, lost, and I didn't know what to do. And so, right. yeah, there. so when you move, like, especially if you're moving from a rural area to a city and there are places in some cities, especially bigger cities where you shouldn't be going if you don't know the area, if you don't know where you're at, you should not be going to certain places. It's dangerous. Right. And, and so that's something when you're moving, especially to a big city, you've got to be aware of that. Or if you're near a big city and you're going into that city, you need to be aware of where you should be driving and where you shouldn't be driving. Um, mm-hmm. Even parks and stores that you should or shouldn't be going to and you can only get that information from a local person you know right yeah 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 and it's it's a blessing when they do share that that information yes yes and but it's something you can ask for specifically you know are there some places I shouldn't be you know that aren't safe and it's a good conversation starter too Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so what were the things that helped you overcome some of the struggles that you dealt with during your move? Um, one thing, and this, this has taken time for me, just communication. Um, and I wasn't super great at it. I, when I was younger, I really wasn't. Um, but trying to talk about my feelings or trying to um, express some of my struggles Um, and I really was trying, I didn't always come out, you know, things didn't always come out the way that I wanted them to, or they weren't received in the way that I thought they would be received. But talking about things is so important and everybody's in a different place with their communication skills. And I know I've come a long way from where I was at that time, but I was trying, trying to communicate um, both with my husband and also with my in-laws. And they were, they were pretty good with that. Like we, we talked about some ground rules when we moved in. And I think that's really, really important because I've had family members living in my house um, since then Um, siblings, my sibling or my husband's sibling. um, And and sitting down right at the beginning, especially, and just talking about, okay, we're going to do this. We're not going to do that. You know, this is okay. This is not okay. This is what I expect. And this is what you can expect. And, and just getting all of that out on the table, 
at the beginning and then revisiting it because things change or things come up that you may not have thought of. Um, right. So revisiting it and and just keeping it top of mind so that everybody has a good experience. Because if you're not communicating and you have different expectations, that's when things can can happen that are not pleasant. So right. that that was one thing I think we did pretty well. Um, and it probably wasn't even me. It was it was my husband's family communicates pretty well. So mm -hmm. so they taught me a lot with the communication. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because we had um, someone living with us for a while and mm -hmm we did not do like the, okay, here are the ground rules. Um, mm -hmm. And I found that like, there are people who have completely different standards of living um, yeah. and, and what's acceptable and what is not. And it was hard to address the issue afterwards. Like yeah. after something had already taken place that wasn't acceptable in my eyes, but was acceptable in their eyes. So I think your advice of just have that conversation right away mm -hmm. and <laughs> like get some good expectations of like what this is going to look like right like talk about it right away because then you can avoid some things down the road yeah yeah and if you continually are keeping the conversation open then you can nip things in the bud or you can um, bring things up before they become like a really big problem and yeah. if you have kids involved like if if you're moving in and you have kids or you're moving in and they have kids or um at any way it goes um that brings in a whole different element than just adults you know right. um and so laying ground rules with kids like what's okay and what's not okay like with with discipline or mm -hmm. feeding or like there are so many different things um, and so laying those ground rules as well is, is very, very important so that yeah. nobody crosses the line because really we, we want to exist together and be, and have good experiences and nobody really wants to cross a line. Um, I, I think most people don't intend to cross lines, but if they don't know where the lines are, then they're going to cross them because they just right. don't know. Yeah. I heard a quote. Um, I forget who's saying it, but the quote said to be clear or to be unclear is to be unkind. Mm. And I heard that as like, oh, that is so true. Like the clearer that I can be is the kinder I'm being to the people around me. And mm -hmm. I want people to be clear with me to mm -hmm. like, to say what they're thinking and to say like their expectations. So I know it makes it so much easier if I know what they're expecting. Right. And even with the, like the level of cleanliness, like we all grew up in homes and there's a certain level of cleanliness that is the norm or the acceptable. And there's a certain level of cleanliness that is not acceptable. And everyone's family has a different level of acceptable cleanliness. And in my in-laws house, we ran into that. My level of cleanliness was not their level of cleanliness. And, and they had never had a little child living in that house before. Like they moved there after their kids were a little older. And so they didn't have a tiny child. 
Um, they also didn't have a big messy child like I was at the time. And um, I needed to have things at my fingertips and there just weren't places to put my things in the nor in the living areas because um, it wasn't my house, you know? And so I made piles of my stuff that I needed and that was not acceptable. And um, so they were never mean about it. They just said, please clean it up. Right. But um, but for me, I'm like, I need my stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. I need my stuff. And part of it was because I'd had an injury. And so going up and down the stairs and especially carrying my, ch my child up and down the stairs repeatedly to get my stuff over and over, it was painful. And so um, for me, it was, it was hard. That part of it was, was hard. And, and also we just didn't have the same level level of acceptableness like for me a, a little like you should see my desk <laughs> <laughs> I've got piles on my desk because I need things right at my fingertips um because that's how I work right yeah and it's it's interesting that like usually people know they know how they work or what their style of cleansing cleanliness is but it's something that we tend to assume that everybody has the same style. Mm -hmm. um, my husband and I grew up in very different styles. Like mm -hmm. both, both are pretty clean, but like, his, like, I feel like his style is like above and beyond um, mm -hmm. what I grew up with. And it is interesting because earlier on, we, I realized that we're both expecting our styles. Mm -hmm. And it was like the need to communicate and, um, and just really talk about it, have that conversation, even mm -hmm. though sometimes it can be a hard conversation. It was, it's good to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Really important. Like the communication again, once again, just all around that's, that's like the number one priority when you're moving in with family or even with friends the communication that that is the biggest thing because if you can have good communication you can leave that situation when you're done with that still on good terms and right. still still loving each other um yes yeah. yeah yeah and maintain that that friendship yes. right and that's i'm awesome. very grateful that's how that's how we left it and we've had a, a good relationship for many years so um mm -hmm. I, I am super grateful about that. Yes. Yeah. So what encouragement did you share for the readers in your chapter? Um, so positive attitude, like just, just being cheerful and looking for the good um, is, is something that will help you in every area of your life, not just moving, um, but looking for that good. And for me, prayer, I, I rely on God to help me um, in many different situations. And the inspiration that I get when I pray really helps me with my relationships and um, and helps me to keep that cheerful attitude, even when things are not what I think is perfect, right? Um, right. Because life isn't perfect. There are things that happen all the time, but when we can keep it a positive attitude and keep an attitude of, I'm going to learn from this situation it may not be my favorite situation, but I am going to try and learn from it. 
and keep going and and just keep a positive attitude that that's that's my biggest piece of advice there yeah yeah so for the readers or people who are listening right now who've been or are going through your exact same situation of moving in with in-laws or moving in with someone else uh, what is one action step that you would encourage them to take have the courage to speak and have that communication when it's necessary and don't wait until it has festered or gone too long that it has become a big deal have the courage to speak when it's little have the courage to to just and and do it calmly because when something's just a little thing you can be more calm about it, but when it has festered or when it has been a long time or repeated things that have happened that you're not happy with, it makes it a bigger deal. So have courage to speak first, you know, the first time something happens and open that communication so that people know how you feel. And it's not necessarily you're doing something wrong. It's just, this is how this situation makes me feel. And is there something that we can do to find a solution? so that we both feel good about this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that uh, advice is really key to younger movers. Mm -hmm. I know that when I was younger, I did, I don't know if I didn't learn that skill or I just wasn't confident enough to voice when I had a different opinion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and me too. And this move, like I am quite removed from the move that I wrote about um, because it was 22 years ago for me. Um, and I am a different person now than I was 22 years ago. I've learned things, I've grown, and I have gotten better at communication. So, um, and, and looking back, I know that that piece of advice would have helped me in some of the situations that I waited too long to bring something up when it wouldn't have been a big deal if I just talked about it right at first. Right, right. Yes, that's awesome. So do you plan to continue your writing career? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I have written in several um, book collaborations, anthologies, whatever you want to call them. And um, I have a list of books. I have some children's books that I'm working on and I plan to write some longer books as well. So yes, definitely I will be continuing to write. Okay, awesome, awesome. So where can the listeners connect with you? Well, I have a website, holisticsupermom.com. And then also on Facebook, I have a group that's open to any moms I, I'm sorry, dads, you're not invited. This is an only a mom's group. Um, it's called Holistic Super Moms. And it is, that name sometimes triggers people that are like, I am not a super mom and I don't want to be. But in my view, every mom is a super mom because you're trying your best. And we all are trying our best in different ways. And this group, we, we talk about lots of different holistic ways that we can support ourselves and our kids 
our families. And, and so come on in and see what we've got going in there. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you for joining me on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I've really enjoyed this conversation and it sounds like we do have some similar experiences as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs>